Young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo of the Lighthouse Chapel International delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style that young people relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is an international minister, evangelist, and pastor of the Adventa branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God. Wow, clap your hands for Jesus. Are you excited to be here this afternoon? I can't feel your excitement. Clap your hands once again. And let's pray. Father, we ask that you grant us the gift of discernment. Grant us the gift of revelation. Grant us the spirit of wisdom. Guide us in your word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21. For me... To live is Christ. And to die is gain. Verse 22. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruits of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I would not. The next verse, for I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ. For me, by my coming to you again, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs. That ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Verse 28. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, 
but also to suffer for his sake. Now, I want us to come back to verse 24. Verse 24. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Amen. To abide. So, verse 21, and today I'm going to dwell on verse 24. But our scripture we have used as our foundation is verse 21, which says, To live is Christ. Amen. And to die is gain. Then in verse 24, he said, Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Amen. Now, I began to share with you about the acts of Christ. That is, for you to live Christ, or for you to say that to live is Christ, to live like a Christian, the way a Christian should live, you need to have the things Christ did. Amen. The acts of Christ. Now, verse 24 says, to abide in the flesh. Now, that word, abide in the flesh, Paul is not talking about being fleshly or being carnal or being sinful. To abide in the flesh simply means to live. To just, to, to be alive. Amen. I mean, when, when you are alive, you are abiding in the flesh. When you are alive, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm abiding in the flesh. Then it comes to when you die, then you are now gone to be with the Lord. Amen. Now, he says to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So, everybody has, you see, this is a bit deep, but I want you to listen very carefully because you are going to grow. When a person is alive, and when a person is dead, they are two different people, two different situations. When a person is alive, he must be of importance to the people around him. So the people on the stage who are alive, the man behind the video camera, is he is beneficial to us because he's the one helping us, taking pictures, somebody's playing the keyboard, and so on. Now, when a person dies, when a person is not alive, 
Paul said, to die is gain. Go back to verse 21. To die is gain. That is, now, now Jesus Christ told his disciples that it is very good for you that I go away. Because when I go, the comforter will come. Amen. So sometimes when somebody leaves you, he opens the door for certain blessings to come into your life. Now, God is not waiting for us to die. While you are alive as a Christian, you must be profitable to people. A Christian must be profitable. That is, people around you, you see, that's what he said, verse 24, go to verse 24 again. To, can I have another translation? New Living Translation, for instance. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. NLT says, I don't think he can find it. The New Living Translation says, But for your sakes, are you listening? It is better that I continue to live. It is better. Please listen. Listen. Just just listen. For your sake, it is better that I continue to live. So, when you are alive, people should find you profitable. When you are a Christian, I'm preaching about the acts of Christ. That when you are a Christian and people don't find you profitable... It means your Christian life is a useless life. Paul said that when we live, we should not only live to ourselves. So it is very important for you to ask yourself and to find out that as I am alive, is somebody benefiting from my Christianity? Is somebody benefiting from my spiritual life? Is somebody life better because I am around the person or as for you, nobody benefits from you, it's like you are just on your own now one, one, one of the things you need to do as a Christian is that you must understand that as you grow up, you are not going to be very different, you know I was listening to a message uh, Bishop preached last last three Sundays or so, and was talking about tithing. You know, and, and he was saying that when he's preaching about tithing today, he's not saying something that is new. When he was a teenager, 16 years, he was paying tithes. He was paying tithes. So, now that he's in his 50s, Tight pain is not a strange phenomenon. Amen. Another thing he mentioned was his quiet time. Uh, even, I mean, when he's on the plane traveling and the plane is landing at dawn, he'll be having his quiet time. Why? Because 
when he was a teenager, he was having his quiet time. Every day reading his Bible. So, you must not say that, or you must not think that you will become something in the future that you are not now. What you are now is exactly what you are going to be in 40 years' time. Exactly. That is why it is very important for those of us who are pastors to, to start off the young ones very early and let them learn the things they must learn very early because it is not possible that you will not do something now. Where, where is it from? Are we, are we early? We are not early. We'll have a meeting. Right. You are welcome. Great. I was saying something when you came in that and I think it's a very important thing. You cannot expect to grow up to be something that you are not already practicing as a, as a young boy. I got born again when I was about 16 years old. Everything I'm doing now I was doing it at that time. I got born again at an all night. Dawn, I was preaching at the dawn broadcast. Bought my Bible after a few months. Fasting on my there was I never I don't ever remember that the church I was attending in Takrade they announced fasting. I don't remember. If it if they did, it's possible they but I'm just speaking the truth that I don't remember. How can you force me to remember? I don't remember. I don't remember, like how we fast every January or once a while we are fasting and so on. I do not remember that our church declared a fast. But I was fasting standard twice a week. It was Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday, Thursday. Whether in school or at home, Tuesday, Thursday, I was fasting. I bought my Bible, I had a red pen. I had a blue pen. I was under. I used. I had a ruler. I used to use a, a ruler to underline, not freehand. I underline red, blue, just for different colors. But the statements that so my Bible was full of, especially Paul's letters, full of red and blue. Today, I'm still coloring my Bible. Listen very carefully. What you are right now. Is exactly what you are going to be in 40 years time. The only difference will be that maybe you have gray hairs or you'll be taller or whatever. But nobody here, nobody here. Look, when, when I was 18 years, I was a pastor. 19. I, I, was, I was counseling. I remember very well that my, the church I was in, the assistant pastor, when I was about 18, 19, 
the assistant pastor used to come to me in my house to discuss his marriage with me. I remember very, very well. He would tell me problems he has with his wife and I will have something to tell him. I was 18, 19. Today, I'm still talking to people about their marriage. The point I am making is that you cannot expect, don't, don't, if you are here, if they ask you, what would you like to be in future? You say you astronaut or lawyer or whatever. But in the church, in the church, there is nothing like you are not doing something right now. And then you grow uh, and then suddenly when you are 38 years old, then you start something. <laughs> that is why the things Jesus was doing, he was, you see, so last week I, I, I began to talk about how Jesus Christ was in the temple. Yes, 12 years old. 12 years in church. I'm not surprised that when he was 33 years, he was also in church. 12 years discussing with doctors of the law. I'm not surprised that when he was 32 years, he was also having discussions about the Bible, talking to Pharisees and so on. You can never be something later in life that you are not now. So, so, so today, I just want to say to you that so I'm preaching about the acts of Christ and I'm just ending now. He said, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh. Can you... Can, can we all read what is on the, on, the, on the screen once? Just once. One go. I can't hear you. One, one go. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Philippians 1.24. Again. Now let's start. Philippians 1.24. One go. For the last time. Amen. Now, this is what I am teaching you today that you must be a profitable person to the people around you. People who know you should be able to say what they are benefiting from you. Paul said, to live, when I'm living, so one of the ways to say that, uh, to say to live is Christ, means to live, to be profitable to people. He said, to abide in Christ, verse 24, is more needful it's more beneficial for you. Now, one of the acts of Jesus is found in Mark. Or let's even take it from Matthew. Chapter 9, verse 35. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom 
and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Preaching, teaching, and healing. Everybody say it one go, one go. I can't hear you. For the last time, preaching, teaching, and healing. Now, as I am teaching you right now, I am profitable to you. You are, you are, you are deriving some benefit from me. Do you get what I'm saying? When you teach somebody something, you are becoming profitable to the person. Now, what I'm teaching you today about, the, about how to say that to live is Christ is that as young as you are, you must start teaching people. That is why Paul, Paul said, it is, it is needful for, for you when I'm in the flesh. To live in the flesh is needful for you. To be alive. Is that like to be alive, people must benefit from you. When nobody is benefiting from you, it means that you don't deserve to live. Something must clear you from here and let you just, you should just bury you fast. What makes you fit to live is that people should benefit from you. So, 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 one of the things you need to do as a Christian is to learn how to teach. How to teach. Those who are playing the keyboard, who are playing the, the, the drums, it's not enough to play drums. You must learn. See, you must, you must take the Bible, take a verse and tell your friend, sit down. I want to teach you Something I learned today in church. That is how to live as a Christian. You cannot be quiet as a young boy or girl and expect to suddenly, when you are 32 years old, you now can teach and you can now can share. No, what I'm doing right now, I've been doing it for 30 years. You must learn, like Jesus Christ, how to preach. To preach means to speak with emotion because the truth is that your friends just like you your classmates are also teaching you they are teaching you how to find pornography sites they are teaching you how to uh, 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 how to be a manchester united fan some of you at your age you know chelsea you know uh, norfolk you know chesek you, you know i mean You've not even been to the airport before, but you know Chelsea in London. Because you've got friends who are so much into soccer that on Monday when you go to school, you you discuss soccer. The weekend um, matches. As your friends are coming with EPL, are coming with soccer, what are you coming with? So, so what then happens is that because you are silent, those who are coming with soccer, who are coming with sins, who are coming with evil, they dominate you. 
but from this service you are going to be an active teacher and a preacher and a healer you you actually say let me lay my hands on you and pray you see one of the one one very important thing you must know is that as you are sitting here what you may not know is that some people were sitting here before you came some people were sitting on the same chair who today are not in church you can easily i mean you not you 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 can easily not be around church in two years time we can't even find you we don't know you're always giving excuses i'm here i'm in school before you come i mean we know that charlie the next time we see you you have bleached your face you're now fair i'm not saying something which is new it's not new we don't see you we don't see you you're around whatever before we know you, one day you just see that ah ah you were dark before. Then we even wonder, ah, is it that you have forgotten? Then, then you go and take pictures and realize, ah, your face was black. Yes. How come you are now? Fair. Something is red. It's not that it's being arranged somewhere. The things that are to remove you are there already. Something will remove you from church. You have not yet met the boy who is about to take you away from church. You've not met him. You will meet him. You've not met the girl. You've not, if you are a boy, you have not met the friends who are going to remove you. Friends. So when you see somebody who has been in the church and is, who was in the church like me, I was in the church as a teenager, 16. 17 teen teen and at my age i'm still in the church you must see some you must know that you are looking at something you must be clapping for every day of your life yes because what you are about to face in three years time four years time 10 years time 20 years time 16 years time three months time i've faced all of it and I'm still here. And I'm telling you that one of the powers that God gives you to make you strong in the church is your ability to attack with teaching and preaching and you know, doing things, being active. Yeah. You cannot be in the church and just be sitting in the church writing notes. What are you going to do with the notes? Are you a spiritual journalist? I mean, writing, writing. What are you going to do with it? No, seriously, I'm not joking. I'm asking, Gabby, what are you doing with these notes? These things you are writing. What are you doing with it? What are you going to do with it? You read over it. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not necessary to read over it. If you want to read over it, you can buy the message. You write notes because within you is a readiness to look for the nearest person to say sit down we, i know we have got maths in the second period but i want to teach you something i learned from church if you and and some of you girls if not all of you sitting here you will be lady pastors of thousands of members one of these days. somebody once said when you go to a class two, class two classroom with the children playing, 
you see them dirty, you know, all kinds, like some, you will never know which of them is the president of Ghana. You will never, there's nothing. You can't say, this one's shirt is well ironed, so he'll be an MP. And this one's shorts is big, so he'll be an armed robber. You can never, you can never tell. So can you never tell. You cannot stand here and tell who is going to be a lady pastor, who is going to run away, who is going to be a hajia after 10 years. Or who, who here, who, which of us here is going to marry an, an alaji? Who is the one? Who? But this one because she's wearing yellow? No. This one because she's got nice hair? You can't tell. This one because she's got downcut? You can't tell. Oh, the, rast, the girl with Rasta, she will marry an allergy. You can't, no, no, you cannot tell. You can't tell. What you will be in the future, in the future, you have to make it happen. You have to make it. That is the reason why I'm telling you, listen to me, that begin it. There is nothing you should expect to be in the future that you are not already doing now in the church. If you are here, sitting here, and on your own, on your own, privately, you are not fasting, which is what I'm going to talk about next week. You will never fast, even when that fast is declared, when you are 38 years, and a fast is declared, you will find some cake by the corner side to eat. I'm preaching about the acts. You should learn how to teach. To teach means to break things down, to explain which you see when you see somebody is teaching something it means the, see, the first assumption is that the person understands something you can never teach something you do not understand which means that you cannot be a teacher when you yourself are not a reader of the word of god a student of the word of god somebody who, who takes the bible and you go into it Uh, look, I'm saying it again. Which of you here is a future bishop? I mean, when I watch Shepherd's Camps, early, early, 20 years ago, Shepherd's Camps, and I see myself, I mean, I, 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 I'm even surprised that, that it was not part of my plans. You can't tell. You can't tell. You can't, see, one of the things, even at my age, one of the wonderful things I, I discovered when I was growing up is that, can I tell you this one? Can I tell you? When we were young, like, actually, I met one last week during the Art of Shepherding Conference. I was sitting by my wife, and my wife told me that, oh, look at Felicia. I said, which Felicia? Oh, you've forgotten Felicia, the one who, who was uh, attending vacation classes with us. And I turned. When I saw her, I realized that this is Felicia. But she looked very different. One of the things I have discovered with shock is that even girls who are young, 18, 17, 15, 23, 24, 22, you can never look at a girl who is 13 years or 14 years and determine how beautiful she will be when she's 36. Most of the girls who are very beautiful when they are teenagers are not beautiful later on in life. 
I'm telling you, believe me. Rather, the ones who look like armed robbers, the face is bizarre, the hair is bad. You don't do, you know, this type of, you know, like some, some, somebody, somebody who is on hunger strike. When she is 36 years and she arrives in a room, so, oh, that girl is Mabna. What? I'm telling you, it's one of the things I have discovered. That you cannot look at a young girl and say that this girl will be Miss Ghana. Oh, yes. When we're in Legon, in, I'm talking about Legon. One of our friends, Legon, so when I say Legon, I mean university. One of our classmates, I mean, yeah, class, yeah, she went to a certain girl's school. And she, she stood for Miss Ghana and won. I remember that girl when she was in that, in the secondary school in Cape Coast, where I was also, I wasn't, of course, I wasn't in a girl's school. I was in a boy's school. But I knew her. She was some lanky, like some rake. I mean, some girl. I mean, there was nothing pretty. Even, even, even in Legon, when I heard that she was contesting for Miss Ghana, I said, ah, is it that girls are short in the system or somebody really has called this girl? Then, after a week or two, you know, she was doing this type of auditioning and so on. One day, suddenly she returned to campus and I saw her going for lectures. Wow! Look, <laughs> the first day I saw her, till today, she's, you cannot tell her, as you are sitting here, whether you are going to be even the, the, a, a, a singer for a bishop, or you are going to be a pastor of a hundred members, five thousand, ten thousand, you can never tell. That is why, whatever you want to do in the future, begin it now. Even if it's not on your mind, eh, once I am preaching about it, take it that that is your life's work. That whether you be a lawyer, an architect, an engineer, one day, one day, one day, one day, you'll be a pastor. And you must know how to teach. Must know it. I'm, I'm, I don't know if there's a clearer way of speaking. I'm saying that. Learn it now. That From now on, take your notebook. Find a friend. Learn how to teach. Learn it. Mary, are you not teaching people today? You have a church. Where? Malajor. She has a church at Malajor. When you have your meetings, people come. Two weeks ago, there were about five. And how many came the last time? Twelve. This Mary standing here, she was some girl at the back here. And then she began to sing. So we all know her as a singer. And she also knew herself as a singer. She sings. And she sings very well. Sana! Within the singing, already, even, even we have not even finished the singing, as she is singing, she is also a pastor, lady pastor standing there. It just takes you in a certain meeting to be a pastor. So, if you do not learn, you see, I'm saying it all that, you cannot tell, you cannot, I, I don't know, you see, I may be prophesying to somebody here. I said, you cannot tell, you cannot tell, 
you cannot tell what you are going to be in 10 years time oh and may it not happen that when the time comes for you to be a pastor you are not prepared you don't know how to teach you don't have any skill in preaching you don't you don't you, you don't even know scriptures was it last week i told you that the scriptures i'm using today at my age of over 70 percent of the scriptures i know now i learned them as a teenager even right now it's difficult to even learn new scriptures <laughs> i force to learn i force and learn it in fact i i not, now the, the the scriptures i use i i know i use them to teach as i teach and teach and teach they stick when i learn it i find somebody and i share and it sticks this is the time to learn verses this is the time you'll be surprised like this matthew 935 when i'm teaching in flaming fire and i release a verse don't say oh hey wow what a verse in 20 years time i'll learn it this this verse is for daddy and mommy no it is for you you should know this verse because one day you'll be standing and teaching and you 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 remember that there's a verse be about jesus christ going to the villages and cities and teaching and preaching and healing the sick this is the verse learn it now it's not for tomorrow or the future now it's on the board it's here now teaching preaching and healing every sickness some of you are going to be healing evangelists you must learn right now when your friend says my here i'm in my period and my here is spending me say put your hand there put your hand there right now let's go let's go to the back and put your hand there father in the name of jesus i release healing i declare healing i declare that any pain here stops right now in the name of jesus in the name of jesus by the holy spirit i declare that you are healed only if you say check and see is a pain there it's still there put your hand there again father i pray again i bind every symptom every pain every anything wrong with alberta in the stomach i declare that this pain has stopped learn it now Preaching, teaching, and healing. That is how you can say with Paul, to live. You see, to live is Christ is about how to live as a Christian. And I'm saying that in this era we are living in, if you do not begin by teaching people, they will teach you what they know. They will teach you. It's one of the advantages of teaching and preaching and healing is that you also declare your stand. I mean, as I'm preaching now, I'm declaring my stand. I'm born again. I'm not this type of. I am a teacher. I'm a. You can call me Papa or Sofo or whatever it is. I am a pastor. I'm a pastor, and I pray for you that you will become addicted to the word of God.
that you become a lover of the word of God. I look, everyone here believe God to have Bibles. Bible. I'm just asking you have got dresses, magazi skirt, uh, uh, midi skirt, is it midi or mini skirt, whatever. I mean, blouse, different types of hairstyles and different shoes and so on. At your age, Eddie, have different Bible. Don't say that I've got new uh, King James, so I'm okay. You must have NIV. Know how the NIV looks like. Know how King James looks like. Know how Amplified looks like. But we are here, we are going to stick to King James. It's our main Bible. I mean, you will read it till you know it. Now, when they say something in the Bible, so, ah, the King James is like that. Then later you will not learn about the message translation. You are not going to start your Christian life reading Message Bible or NIV. You are going to start your Christian life reading King James. That is where the, the, the apport is. And when you open your mouth and you are teaching, you open your mouth and you teach King James verses. You teach King James scriptures. So may you work the works of Christ. Jesus came to heal, to teach, and to preach. And that is what everybody, those of you from wherever you came, I'm saying that as you go ahead, don't be silent. Do not be quiet. Do not be quiet. If you don't teach your friends, they will teach you where to find pornography. You'll be, you'll be so helpless, you will not believe it. They will teach you. A girl will meet you and teach you. They just, I want to teach you how to have sex. <laughs> Demons. Demon possess people. You see a boy. He's there. He's a human being with a nose, with a face, with legs. But he's actually containing 200 demons. But you have not learned to express your faith. Express what you know. So the one, you see, once you are quiet, somebody will also overpower you with what he knows. But as they are talking, you are also talking. You say, tell that girl there, tell you some firewoman. They should call you fireman, firewoman, ojashios, whatever it is. You are keeping yourself. You are living Christ. You are living as a Christian. Otherwise, something will remove you. The things that are going to take you out of church, they are already arranged waiting for you. There are things for you. When you are 16 years old, you will have some problems. 21 years, you will have some problems. 23, special fried problems. 27, baked with ribbons. 31, senior ones. 35, major ones. 40, you are now a grandfather. You are a captain of Israel's host. Every age. So, I am praying that God is going to give you strength. That's why to live Christ, you must act. Paul said, I must work. Jesus Christ says, I must work the works of the one that sent him. You must have works to do. Next week, I'm going to talk about more works. You must have works. Things you do. If you are here, this year, you must be a teacher. Don't say, oh, I don't have a microphone. 
You know, today, as I'm teaching, I, I honestly, I'm very surprised that Mary is already a pastor. I am surprised. It, it just hits me today that she is no more a little girl singing on the stage. That actually, there are some ten people who depend on her for their spiritual sustenance and their spiritual lives. It's not a small thing. You will never know when your own will start. So be ready. The notes you are writing, find somebody in your area. Say, let's, I want to share something with you. I learned the, uh, there's a verse, Philippians 1.21 and then Philippians 1.24. To live in the flesh is needful for you. It means that when you are living, when you are alive, people must benefit from you. That's why I have called you that I am teaching you. I want you to benefit from me as your friend and your neighbor. And today, the benefit you are getting from me is that I'm teaching you one of the things Jesus Christ did. He was teaching and he was preaching and he was healing the sick. And the healing of the sick, while we are at it, let me tell you, it's not just fever and menstrual pain. There are people whose minds are sick twisted people when a friend comes close to you you should by your life be able to correct that girl correct that boy to be a church boy and a church girl that is also healing the sick that is correcting abnormal people when someone a, a girl who is 14 is already fornicating and she comes close to you she must feel the power of the holy spirit Something about you should change her. Say, wow, I became close to Edna and suddenly I'm into Bible and church and scriptures and so on. That's it. Let people be changed when they come to you. That is healing of the sick. It's the act of Christ. People met Jesus, demon possessed. By the time they left him, the demons had left. People met Jesus, they were witches. By the time they left Jesus, people met him. They were mad in the cemetery. By the time they left Jesus, they were healed. May somebody also meet you who doesn't go to church. But when the person leaves your presence, the person is a church goer, attends church, loves the Bible, loves scriptures, loves to pray, and loves to fast. That is what we mean by saying to live is Christ. May it happen to you. Stand to your feet and let's close. Thank you for listening to the word of God with us. God bless you richly. And remember, it's a Jesus revolution.